Welcome back to the Hallmarkies podcast. Today we have another episode of Once Upon an Upside covering our recent September movies from Up TV. Um, I, I am Amy and I'm here with my co-host Jess. Hey everybody. And we have a very special co-host with us today, Carrie. Hey guys, good to be here. Yay. Okay, so today we are covering three movies uh, called Same Time Next Week, Cookie Monster, and Love Unplugged. So if you haven't watched those yet, go back, watch the movies, and then come back and listen to this, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> but let's get started with um, Same Time Next Week. So this is about a woman named Sarah, her sister-in-law Maggie, um, and then Dr. Ryan, and... Um, well, Teddy, Teddy. I just wrote Chris McNally. I didn't write <laughs> It's Teddy. It's Teddy in this one. <laughs> I was like, just Chris McNally. Just him. You know, that's his name in every movie. No, okay. Yeah. Um, so at least I didn't write Lucas from my so <laughs> Um, So Sarah has, in this movie, has just recently lost her husband, which is, of course, Maggie, was Maggie's brother. Um, and it starts off with her breaking her arm. <laughs> and meeting this handsome doctor in the emergency room, um, which they later meet at uh, the cemetery, find out that they're both going through a loss of a spouse, and they end up finding out they have a lot in common, spending a lot of time together, um, and while this is all going on, Maggie's having a secret relationship with their contractor, Teddy, played by Chris McNally, <laughs> and um, in, in, yeah, it just, it, it goes on from there. So very interesting movie. So let's start out with you, Carrie. What did you think of this movie? What's your initial thoughts? Oh my gosh. I had never seen this movie before. So even though it had come out three years ago, I think it was 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, I... I have to tell you, this is a 10 out of 10 for me. I loved this movie. It was so good. It hit all the feels for me. It was, um, you know, I loved the, the actors and the actresses who were in it. I had seen Dr. Ryan recently in, you know, the summertime movies that Hallmark plays, but he was in Summer Love with Rachel Lee Cook and, um, oh, someone else I forget right now, but, um, he was really fun in that movie too, a totally different character. But this character, Dr. Ryan, I mean, you like him right away, you know, with <laughs> this bad day and you feel for him and you feel so bad for him. And, but um, he's just so compassionate. I mean, I give this a 10 out of 10 for sure. <laughs> okay, Carrie oh. is just skipping to the end. We, like, she's <laughs> just confirmed. Okay, we got it. <laughs> All right, Jess, what about you? What were your initial thoughts? I like it. That's how much I'm like, oh, I <laughs> so good <laughs> I also really like this movie I thought they had really good chemistry and I thought they played like kind of like the initial like awkwardness really well because they were like both widowers and so it's like kind of awkward getting back into the dating game and um I thought they did that really well I honestly I wish they had even more time like I wanted more of them more of the main two and a little bit less the side story I was a little less invested and Chris McNally, aka Teddy, um, and that that story. But um, yeah, I really liked it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed this one as well. It had really good funny moments. I mean, we had everything from karaoke to um, riding <laughs> power bikes or motorbikes or whatever um, <laughs> to like a wedding. And then, then we had like super heartfelt scenes as well, like super emotional things too, which I think was awesome. 
Um, we also got two of Ryan's patients were getting married in this movie. That was Ellie and Nate. Uh, what did you guys think of them and their their characters in the in the hospital and their wedding? <laughs> At first, I was like, "Who are these people?" And what do they have to do with anything? Like, they became more involved as we went along with, like, the dancing and obviously the wedding. But at first I was like, this is really weird. Who are these people? And they're very strange. <laughs> I kind of thought the same thing. Like, at first you think they're passing characters, but then they actually play a big role, you know, right. towards the end. And um, I thought that they were treated older than they actually are. You know, like, they're a nursing home couple and everything second second chance at love and or um you know second time they I liked them a lot but it took me a while to figure out oh I'm supposed to like kind of invest in them too actually yeah. they're going to be around a little longer mm -hmm. yeah at first it just kind of seemed like they were just his like one of his regular patients that was just you know <laughs> I was like maybe we're going to see a couple of his regular patients maybe that's going to tie into the story right. thing but uh yeah so <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, there was a quote I wrote down that I thought was particularly funny. I wanted to see your thoughts on it. So uh, when they first see each other at the cemetery and he says to them, or he says to Sarah, Ryan says to Sarah, well, it's better seeing you here than at the emergency room. <laughs> I was like, Arguably cemetery, emergency room, both not. <laughs> hilarious you're right Amy that's so funny <laughs> like I mean I really wouldn't want to hang out with at either places with anyone normally but... right cemetery hello uh, I guess so it means she's not injured so that's something <laughs> right right <laughs> but I just I thought that is so funny no I, I thought that was sweet I liked how they um kind of you know alluded to the passage of time by the different pies that they had at yes. the um, each at the diner you know each week they had a they tried a different pie and so you just see these pies coming over and um switching scenes and different conversations i thought that was clever yeah, yeah i really liked the, the whole pie montage i thought that was really cute and the waitress was hilarious <laughs> she's just kind of this like crotchety woman <laughs> And then I think at the end, she, like, sees that he's down and, like, gives him the extra whipped cream. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, here you, here you go. <laughs> You're right. Such a great, like, she was such a great character. I was like, oh, I love her. I love her. <laughs> um, okay, so we get some fun scenes, too. Like, so basically throughout this movie, Sarah is trying to finish her husband's lists of things he didn't get to finish before he passed. And one of the things was karaoke. So she does karaoke with Ryan. And um, what did you think of their song choice? Oh, Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been my first choice. <laughs> Mine either. You know, they say everyone's supposed to have like a go-to karaoke song and everything. Like, I just wonder if one of them, just that was it. But probably not, because they never go, go karaoke anyway, but. I don't have a go-to karaoke song. Maybe. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Are you a karaoke frequenter? <laughs> I have never done karaoke. At least, like, live, I mean, when I was, like, a kid, we had a karaoke machine, but not, like, live in a bar karaoke. I've never done that. So, uh, maybe yeah. that should be on my bucket list, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, oh, Susanna. <laughs> yes. On our Hallmarkies podcast retreat someday, we're going to all go sing karaoke. <laughs> We're gonna 
do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna, it's gonna be like a total Hallmarky weekend, is what it should be like. Just oh my gosh, that'd be great. Montage. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. Um, and then one of the other things she did that I thought was fun, um, she did stand up comedy, and I think for a first timer, I think she did pretty good. <laughs> I know, rough crowd, right? I know, she's putting herself out there, like, come on. And, like, Sarah's a pretty punny lady. I mean, her suggestions for the title or the name of the bookstore were pretty punny. I mean, one of them was, like, um, that's the way the bookie crumbles. Like, it's pretty punny. Like, she's a pretty punny lady. (laughs) Oh, um, speaking of the bucket list, you know, that she was completing the tasks and stuff, um, there was tons on there, by the way. I, I, like, want to peek at this list. But I thought it was a really precious turn of events when he and her sister, I think, or her sister-in-law asked her, well, what's on your list? You know, like what's, what's on your bucket list? And she was able to kind of think through that for herself a little bit and kind of start that healing process and say, yeah, my, this, my life is for the living too. And, and I'm part of that. I, I thought that was cool how both of them had that insight, like, well, what's on your list? You know, this is really mm-hmm. cool, but flying a kite was on her lip. I guess I that was the number one thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's like so sweet. That's like a childhood thing. Like, wow. Um, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about um, Teddy and Maggie. So what did you guys think initially when, you know, he's in his hard hat and, or no, he's not in the hard hat, he's in a suit and, <laughs> and they're in a construction site. And what did you guys think? How did you guys feel about that scene? Yes. I don't remember that scene. When he proposed? It's it like the first scene I, I was in. Okay, so. I think I, I think I was just taken aback because we just, well, okay. I kind of don't remember it. I think I was just taken aback because we, we like, didn't know anything about them. And he's, like, all of a sudden proposing. Yes, you're right. It kind of, like, it, they worked backwards with that relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, all of a sudden they're proposed they he's proposing but now then we have to get to know them throughout the movie which I kind of find I found that a little frustrating because he was a little moody and rightly so no he wanted Mm -hmm. to be you know he wanted to have their relationship out there and not have it be a secret and everything and um but he was kind of moody Mm -hmm. too about it and I was like oh that's a red flag for me a little bit but he proved himself in the end Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what, what really confused me about these two was, like, they're obviously get, getting engaged, but they had somehow managed to hide an entire, like, like, they've obviously probably been dating for months. How did they hide their relationship that long from Sarah? <laughs> I mean, this seems, like, so crazy to me. They were able to hide it that long to the point of being able to get engaged yeah. and her never know. And Maggie just, like, yelled at him every time Sarah walked in the room, and she's like, sorry, like, <laughs> pretense. Like, I'm sure Sarah felt, like, because at some point you'd feel bad and be like, wow, my sister is really screaming at this contractor. I feel bad for the contractor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Poor guy. He's just really not going through the ringer. <laughs> um, um, you know, I did feel like, though, their last conversation kind of about like, you know, he kind of said, Maggie, you know, you don't want to marry me. And she's like, no, I do. I just want, it's Sarah. I want to, you know, be careful of her feelings. And she's just getting over, you know, my brother's passing. And 
but he likes like, no, it's you actually. And I thought that was kind of cool. That put some depth to their relationship to me at the end. Like, it was insightful. She searched her heart and was like, I don't want to get married without my brother. I can't imagine that. You know, he was supposed to walk me down the aisle, all this stuff. So that was really, that was cool to me, actually. Like it mm -hmm. kind of redeemed their relationship to me where I was like, all right, I'm on board. And that was at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was more him kind of understanding their, their grieving, which was, yeah, um, a great part of that. And um, I do like how when Sarah found out that when, Teddy just like told her Sarah was very happy for them like she was excited like she wasn't upset that wasn't her first reaction um mm -hmm. so right. but yeah that was that was sweet so sweet um and then at one point because uh his nurse friend whose name I cannot recall Ryan's nurse friend um was a big part of this movie as well and um she was kind of like um criticizing him for being all happy and humming and and he's like, happy people hum. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, she was cautious, you know, as a, as a friend, and she had seen him go through this mm -hmm. loss of his wife, and she's trying to set him up with other people and stuff, yet she's cautious when he actually finds someone that he's interested in. And I mean, I think that was true to form for what friends probably go through when they watch friends grieve, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right, let's get into the little bit of the, the, the sad part, not the sad, the emotional parts of this movie, okay? So I think they very much displayed a lot of realistic feelings in this movie. Um, you know, the, the feeling like everything is too soon after a loss or like she went through the process of like hiding her sadness from others because she knew they were sad as well. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point when she is talking to Maggie and they're finally, you know, opening up with each other, she just says, you know, I just need to be sad right now. And I think that's a thing that maybe, you know, people need to do more. Sometimes you just need to be sad and you just, you got to do it. So what that's okay. Guys, yeah. What did you guys think of um, some of these more emotional moments throughout the movie? Yeah, I think they did it really well. I think especially like the part where she like, you could tell she was really conflicted in like boxing things up. And then like um, Teddy came in and he, it, she realized at that point that it was like the anniversary of something and then she like felt guilt again and so I think they did a really good job of showing those like conflicting emotions of like wanting to hold on to what you have but also knowing you like at some point it's okay to move on mm -hmm. and go and start to you know continue in that process mm -hmm. so I thought they did a really good job. Me too I really do I feel like they handled the complexity of grief really well actually you know where you um well, I don't know, just, just watch the movie, I guess, but they, they handled that well. It's not just happy, sad. There's so many millions of emotions and reactions that go between happy and sad, happy and sad. And um, this actress was just really whimsical about it, I feel like, you know, she handled her sadness really tr genuinely, I think, and but then she was able to, to laugh and appreciate laughing with someone else too. And, um, yeah, I was just really impressed. I mean, obviously, since I already gave it a 10 out of 10, but I was really, <laughs> <laughs> really impressed with um, how they handled the emotion of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Yeah, so um, finally, we get to the end of the movie, and um, he's at the reception for his patient, and uh, she gets on that motorbike. <laughs> Again. Um, 
to get to him, which I think was so funny. Um, and then <laughs> Ryan gave a very heartfelt speech about his um, wife who had passed. And what did you guys think of that last, those last few scenes? And then the scene where they open the, the bookshop. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, like you said, it was really heartfelt. And then um, I really like the name they gave the bookstore, which was the next chapter, because for them, that's kind of like signifying like where they were going was like their next chapter. So kind of kind of brought everything full circle for them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought that was really precious um, that he you know, he said it in his speech in the next chapter and that made sense to her. And like you said, they can move move on together without forgetting, you know, or trying to replace each other's spouses before them. And it just, that was just really nicely done, I thought. Definitely, yeah. All right, so final, final moments here. We've heard Carrie's 10 out of 10 rating. She's 10 I balloons. Just, I'm sticking to it. <laughs> 10 balloons. All right, Jess, what are your balloons? How many balloons are you gonna give it out of 10? I gave it eight and a half. Eight and a half balloons. Good. Good. It's pretty high for me. I usually don't. I don't. Usually, I don't think I've given anything a ten out of ten. <laughs> the only thing I've ever. Well, I don't know about Hallmark. I'd have to go back and probably listen to the millions of episodes I've done at this point. But um, for Up, I think the only movie I've ever given ten out of ten to is Christmas movie Christmas, <laughs> which I talk about on Ed. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I missed that. You said is what? Christmas? Christmas movie Christmas. It came out last year. It'd be Christmas. For Christmas? Yeah. It was, um, it was like a parody about Christmas yeah. movies. Almost. And as a person, on or up? On I was up. on up last year. It oh was my, my I'm writing this down. I'm going to, if you gave it a 10 out of 10, this is worth looking up. Okay. I Christmas think, movie. Christmas. Yeah. So I gave this movie we just talked about, I gave it a nine out of 10, which is probably one of my highest scores. Um, but the reason I love Christmas movie Christmas so much is because over the past three years with Rachel, I think I've covered well over 200 Christmas movies at this point. So to see a Christmas movie that was making fun of the things that I watched so much of, um, it just right. brought me so much joy. <laughs> yeah, it was really comical. It was funny. Like I liked you were it. in on the joke or something. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. like, it was like everyone was in on this joke of like, we're ridiculous. Like, sometimes I feel ridiculous. I'm looking at the schedule for this year and I'm like, I'm on track to watch like 85 Christmas movies. <laughs> like, what am I doing to myself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I... I thought this was, this was such a good one though. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, I'm going to have to keep track of my 10 out of 10s that I've given because I'm new to this with you guys. Mm -hmm. But, um, but this, for the Up Network, this was good for me. I loved it. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Care Of, and they've been a sponsor for us for uh, quite a little while, and we're very grateful to them. And they have a they have high quality products, meets personalization. And I think that's what makes them special. And all of Care Of's products are formulated with good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by science. And they are super transparent about the research and sourcing behind all of their products. And you get individualized recommendations that come in daily, uh, individual wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. We all are sort of struggling with that right now. And, and you have, even it has your name on it. They're very individualized. And the way that they become individualized is they start you off with you taking their five minute online quiz. And this quiz, it asks you about your lifestyle, your sort of your, 
belief in vitamins, how you feel about that, your lifestyle, your skepticism, your health concerns, all that stuff are taken into effect. And then you are given with your recommendations for what you should be taking. And that's very, very helpful. And you can adjust your pack at any time. It's like having a one-on-one -on -one consultation with a nutritionist all without leaving your house. And I know when I took the quiz, I was able to narrow down to my sleep needs as being my highest priority. So I was able to get some of the dream team on the go uh, quick sticks and those have melatonin as well as other uh, properties that are good for helping you to sleep and they've been great. It's a wonderful service that they offer and makes things quick and easy. You can have it delivered, you can have uh, it on a regular basis, or you can individually order your vitamins. Important for all of us right now with fall coming on that we fall back into a healthy routine. As the season changes, it's important to get ahead of taking care of your immune health. It takes about 30 days for your body to adapt to new nutrients. So now is a great time to update your vitamin and wellness routines to help support your immune system this fall. Caravage products go beyond vitamins and supplements to include protein powders and boosts to help supplement your workouts as you move indoors in the colder months. So you will really find it helpful. For 50% off your first Carev order, go to takecareof.com, enter code hallmarkies50, that's new code. So go to takecareof.com, enter code hallmarkies50. It'll be great for you. You'll really love it. And thanks so much. That was, a, that was all in all good movie. Same time next week. Great job up. Um, let's move Ooh. on. Ooh. <laughs> move on to the <laughs> next one. Um, so this next movie is called Cookie Mobster. Mm. And it's, yes, it is what it sounds like, guys. Um, <laughs> so this is about a, uh, a former mobster named Joey who um, makes a deal with the FBI to testify um, at a trial. So he goes into the witness relocation program and ends up going to the small town of Sunnyvale where he ends up... Um, hanging out with a bunch of um sunny girls which are basically just girl scouts girl scouts yeah. <laughs> yeah but they couldn't get the name um and um yeah it's 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 chaos from there you know he helps them bake cookies um and it's yep <laughs> that's the end of my summary jess what did you think of this movie <laughs> it it was something <laughs> It was something. <laughs> I mean, I get what I get what they were trying to do, but it it just didn't work for me. I thought it was really, I thought it was weird and it was confusing, and there's just a lot of things that did not make sense to me. And yeah, I think it needed some work. But I will say, the child actors were really good. I thought they all did such a good job. The child actors, so I'll give them that. <laughs> All right, Carrie. Yeah, I was I wasn't a fan of this one. <laughs> what do you think of this one, Carrie? Well, so I um I see that it's from 2014, mm -hmm. which even for 2014, I think a mobster in the witness protection program was like super um used plot. You know, like that's that's more like a 90s movie to me. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like my 13-year-old self would have loved this movie. <laughs> I really do. Like, just, it was so, it had so many stereotypes with, and I just, we don't see that really too much anymore, playing into the Italian stereotype, the mobster stereotype, the, you know, the mean mom, I don't know, like it was, or the, that was the 
other troops mom she was like not not so great like mean girls but it was I was trying to give it a chance let's just put it that way I was trying to find like write down funny things write down I, I didn't like it but I don't know there was a lot of plot holes I felt like like there's just a lot of things that they never addressed about this movie like what like 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 everything that was done in this would never have happened in real life because this random guy you just met you don't let around little girls <laughs> right don't take that was one thing overnight I, I wrote that down I was like as a mom of another one of these little girls I would have freaked out if you yeah. told me and he didn't come back and they didn't even like call the police like I would have called the police if somebody didn't come back I know like where are the parents of these other kids <laughs> Oh my word, it was so weird. So here's one thing though. I thought Joey, the main guy, was super charming. Yes. <laughs> I thought he was so good. I mean, and so fun. He was a, a a stereotype, of course, but he was charming and he was funny and sweet. And he totally had these Sky Masterson vibes from Guys and Dolls with his big vocabulary and his nice suits and I liked him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if you guys have any experience with Girl Scouts, but I was in Girl Scouts from first to 12th grade. I still work in work with Girl Scouts to this day, even as an adult. What? Was it pretty true to uh, farm? Oh, no, not at all. Um, (laughs) Did you ever have a food fight? (laughs) No. um, The the thing is, because my mom came in when we were watching this and we were looking at the uniforms they had. And I'm like, well, obviously they just used a brown piece of fabric because they weren't weren't able to get the Girl Scout like logo and stuff. But we're looking at it. And basically those were real Girl Scout like badges and stuff. And so what it looks like is whoever did costuming just went into a Girl Scout shop and just picked something of every shape just to slap on there because they had badges on there that were for like kindergartners to like oh. 11th graders. Like, it was like, how funny. It was all over the place. And I was like, oh my goodness. Someone just walked into a Girl Scout store and was like, oh, we'll just get all the shapes and it'll make it look right. No, it doesn't look right. Anyone who's a Girl Scout is like, what is on? That? Also, brown is for people first to third grade. Like, some these girls were obviously older than third grade. <laughs> yeah, it's just like really. And then my mom as a troop leader, me as, you know, I've I've done camps for years and I'm always in charge of, you know, around this age group. I'm always in charge of like 30, 12 year old girls most summers. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, we never let anyone we don't know anywhere near the girls. <laughs> like, <laughs> let alone the stuff that they were doing. I'm like, oh my goodness. Also, we don't make our own cookies. Like, we girls haven't made their own cookies since, like, the 60s. Like, it's it's a bakery. (laughs) It's just wild. It's so wild. And the idea that, oh, the troop has to disband if they don't make enough money from cookie sales. I was like, no. No, no. This is nothing. If you guys want an accurate Girl Scout movie, there is a movie that Hallmark did in partnership with Girl Scouts for their 100th birthday in 2012. It has Bailey Madison in it. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now. It is fantastic. It was really, really great. I was a Girl Scout during the 100th birthday. I was still, I was, what, like 11 or, no, I was like 13 or 14 during the 100th birthday. It was a fantastic movie. We got to see, like, we got to all see it as Girl Scouts. It was great. They did a great job with Hallmark. It was actually Girl Scout approved. (laughs) 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 But this movie, I was like, oh, goodness. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hope this is not how any of the leaders work with their girls because oh my there's so many dangers so many dangers yeah and well and like what surprised me too was like at the end she must have learned out like, they didn't really address it but she clearly had to learn he was in the mob and she was like at one point she's just like whatever okay let's get married <laughs> Like, you don't have any questions about what he did in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Goodness, oh goodness. The very trusting mother is what we learn in this movie, is that this mother is very trusting of people. Yes. You know, oh, definitely, definitely. Very, yeah. very trusting. I, um, I feel like, I don't know what to feel about it, actually. I you know I'm grasping for straws here about some of these funny scenes or some of these things like just because there was a problem at every turn it was <laughs> they even said forget about it like three times like an ad <laughs> forget it was, about it <laughs> it was so stereotypical too <laughs> like like his yeah. mom was very 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 like fun yeah. character but it was very very into the stereo stereotypes um how about, how about at the um camping the night mm -hmm. out you know all the raccoons came and ate their food and they were like oh no we have no food and he's like i'll go get i'll go get stuff and they're like yeah go get it and then he's gone he gets lost he you know all this stuff they're shivering around this fire and they're hungry but it's too late to leave and then all of a sudden they're like I've got extra food in my bag or my the van has extra supplies and they're like okay we'll be fine I'm like where did how did you not bring that up <laughs> before Joey left in real life at a camping trip that never would have happened because one they both adults left those four little girls alone at some point during this camping trip <laughs> And also, they obviously didn't secure their food properly, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Oh, funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. So oh, bad. goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was just, this movie was bonkers. <laughs> That's a good word for it. <laughs> it was just bonkers. Um, and I was, like, surprised, too, like, when, when that, like, they posted that girl, Sally, posted the video, and, like, it went viral. Like, why didn't they try to relocate him again, when the, yeah. the, the video went viral? <laughs> Clearly, the location is compromised. Mm -hmm, exactly. Get him out of there. Their location was compromised the first time they get out of the car to his new house, and somehow the mob gets a picture of him and the FBI guy getting out of the car, and he's like, go find him. We don't know where he is. I'm like, you have a picture right there. <laughs> to ask the person who took the picture. <laughs> the whole thing. So <laughs> oh, goodness, this movie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this movie. Wild. This is wild. <laughs> All right, so does anyone have any other things before we rate this? I think we need to move on to rating. <laughs> so I'm just going to start off. I gave it a 3 out of 10. <laughs> How about you, Carrie? You know, I was, I was trying. I was trying, like, to be generous. But I, I, too, I think, like, 2 or 3. I can't decide. 2 or 3 out of 10. It was down there. Yeah. <laughs> you just... I also gave it a three out of ten. I will say there was one moment we didn't talk about it when uh, Joey and Amanda were alone in the woods, but I feel like they had a nice little moment that was kind of cute. Yeah. I don't even remember what they were talking about, but so yeah, I gave it a three out of ten. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, just, like you could actually yeah. kind of see them as a couple, maybe. Yeah, there was like a little bit of chemistry there. Yeah. They did, yeah. um, the two of the little girls, though, in this movie, I do have to say, one was Renesmee from Twilight, the oh. older one, played Renesmee in Twilight, and she was in the Nutcracker that came out last year, too. Disney's the Nutcracker. She was the main character. And then the other little girl, um, she, I can't remember her name, but she had her own Disney Channel show, um, I believe, Stuck in the Middle. She's the main character from Stuck in the Middle. You know what? I, I think you're right, though, too, Jess, that um, the girls were the highlight. So pointing that out, I can see why they were the, you know, mm-hmm. they, were, they were great. They were really fun to watch. Very, very talented young actresses. So, yes. Yeah. That was, that was very good. Um, all right, so let's move on to our final one. We talk about uh, Love Unplugged. Mm-hmm. So this is about a couple named Rebecca and Matthew who are recently, or maybe like a year married, um, and they're looking to buy a house, um, or Rebecca's looking to buy a house. <laughs> and uh, suddenly they're, you know, they're on their phones a lot, they're on technology a lot. Suddenly one night they have a blackout and um, they spend a lot of time together and they decide to go to no screen time when they're together at nights. Um, and this, you know, causes all of this commotion. Um, as well, while this is going on, their best friends, Amanda and Jackson, um, Jackson's catfishing Amanda also <laughs> during this. <laughs> so, um, yes, very interesting. Uh, what did you think of this one, Carrie? <laughs> I liked it. I mean, there was, there was a, they tried to do a lot in this movie. They really did a lot. Um, I don't think they needed a strong side character storyline that could have been their own movie, (laughs) but it was, it was cool. I liked the friends too. Um, Yeah, I thought it was an interesting premise and I, I liked that, um, you know, you start with this couple that's off course. They're kind of, they're off course. They're not connecting really well. And then they, you know, lose power for one night, you said, and, um, and then they decide, hey, that was a really great night. Let's keep doing this. And so and they rise to the challenge and they date each other and they put their phones away for the night um, when they're home together. And so I liked that. I thought that was really kind of a cool start. And then the, it kept my interest the whole time. When do you think, Jess? I have mixed feelings about this movie. So I really, really liked the idea of the movie of like unplugging, like spending legit time with like your spouse and, and all that. But I, I think it kind of all got like a little convoluted because Lily Carey said there was like a side relationship that to me was like not necessary. And I felt like with, uh, was there the lead's names, uh, Matthew and Rebecca, Rebecca, like the, the dates they went on that we got to see, they were like so short. I feel like we didn't really get to see them reconnecting the way I wanted to. And so I struggled to feel that chemistry. Yeah. So I think if like they had lost some of the other side stuff, it would have been a really great movie. Um, but I love the concept of it. I thought it was a really good message, especially in like today's times and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like a nice reminder, like let's put the phones down for a little bit. Right. Put the right. Away. So <laughs> Yeah. I'm a little 50-50 on it. Yeah, it was, it was nice. There were definitely some moments, like, I really, like, part of his job is making apps. He has to be on his computer every once in a while. So, yeah. like, when she was, like, mad that he's like, oh, I need another minute to finish this, and then she, like, took his computer away, I was like, <laughs> that kind of felt more like a mom moment than a spouse moment. Yes, I thought the exact same thing, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, on the couch, like, oh, man. I'm like, just 
like an adult man, babe, this is a deadline and this is really important and I got to do this. Let me have an hour. And she'd be like, okay. (laughs) Definitely. There was, um, yeah, there was just a couple things that I was like, okay, she's just, they're kind of treating each other like each other's parents every once in a while. (laughs) And um, yeah, it was, it was funny, but I, I do like the premise. I think it was sweet that they got out there and doing like, we're, you know, going on bike rides and all that other type of stuff. Um, and the old man Ralph was super sweet in the mm. house with all the flowers. It was really sweet. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about this side ro- romance, though. So um, we have Amanda and Jackson. So Amanda works at the insurance company with Rebecca, um, and then Jackson is lives in their building. Um, and they keep running into each other because Amanda keeps doing laundry at Re- Rebecca and Matthew's building. Um, and <laughs> Oh my goodness, does he think of the greatest idea? Nope, my sarcasm. <laughs> nope, my sarcasm. Um, I'm going to try to be her perfect man on this dating app instead of just asking her out. I, I was so confused. I'm like, you've had like several meetups in this laundry room. Like, you have a, like a rapport starting. Why don't you just ask her? What part of like the, making a fake profile sounded like a good idea to you? And, and then he continued it after, yeah. like, they actually went on a, like, a sort of date. He continued it. Like, no, you, you said, I just, nothing I, nothing else I'm doing is working, or I've tried everything out. I'm like, you really haven't. You, you haven't tried have. anything. <laughs> You've not tried anything. This is not a good idea. Watch one Hallmark movie, and you'll find this is not a good idea. <laughs> someone else. Like, just watch Cash, Catfish on MTV. Not a good idea. Like, there's a whole show about it. Like, come on. <laughs> she um, was very gracious. She was very gracious at the yes, end. Yes, she was very forgiving. And catfished me, but um, maybe I can get over that because I learned a lesson. You know, I thought mm-hmm. that was very gracious of her. Yeah, definitely. She could have been a lot more angry. <laughs> yeah, it was... <laughs> That just, it was so funny to me how that did. And the thing is, though, too, that I thought he knew, Jackson knew that Amanda was Rebecca's best friend. So why didn't he go to Matthew and be like, hey, let's like plan like a, like a, like a movie night or something where like yeah. all of us can hang out or whatever. Like that totally could have been another way that they could have hung out with other people without like me. He had a lot of options meeting. before the fake dating profile. <laughs> no. So many options. So many I liked their <laughs> what? I just said there were so many other opportunities. So many other options. You know, I did like their um their meet cute in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really, you know, suave and it was like if you just keep doing that, keep being yourself that way, you really will win her over, you know. Mm-hmm. She she yeah. really liked them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway. <All right. laughs> okay, so let's talk about house hunting, which you've ever heard me on the podcast, you know, house hunting is one of my least favorite things in the work in other movies. Oh, really? I'm just not a huge fan. So what did you think of their, um, their house hunting journey? And, you know, Matthew's not totally invested in it. Rebecca's super invested in it. What did you think of, what do you guys think of that? I thought like they both had valid, like, I, I appreciated both their viewpoints because they both really did have valid points of like, she growing up in an apartment like wants to have a place of her own 
but he like having like known what it can be like to own a home and like everything that breaks is your like responsibility and can be a huge financial drain like those are some like real life problems I thought they brought like they brought up and like was like a very realistic conflict for them to have as opposed to sometimes in Hallmark we have these really odd conflicts that are like okay misunderstanding but this is like a legit call like this is real life stuff Mm -hmm. and so I like the authenticity of that yeah that's a good that's a good way to say that Jess I totally agree because there was something yeah just really authentic about their conversations even about it hey this is why and um when they missed the call you know for the house and they were on their date and they were unplugged and they missed the call and she had made a mistake and already given their um um notification that they would be moving out of their apartment so they didn't renew their lease you know all that stuff i felt like that was a very realistic argument actually you know she felt Mm -hmm. bad he was really upset and then she was like wow we really we really made a mistake here we missed our the call and he was like that's what you think the problem is and i mean i just thought i was like yeah this feels like a very real argument you know Mm -hmm. this is not Mm -hmm. just for the sake of the movie, like, you know, I mean, it was, but the writing was very good. I yeah. Thought, very, that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very, very realistic. Um, I agree. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I don't like getting invested in house hunting. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who sit and watch house hunting shows on HGTV. <laughs> Um, it's just depressing though because their budgets are like a million dollars. It's like, well, that's not any of us. So then both of them, both, both Rebecca and Matt had some heartwarming conversations. So um, Rebecca had this conversation about toupees with her boss. Um, <laughs> so what did you think about that conversation? <laughs> I, thought it was, I liked it. You know, I thought she was, um, it was, it was fun because it was exactly what she needed to hear at the right time. And she was giving him affirmation. You don't need that to pay, you know, you're, <laughs> uh, you can have confidence without it. And, and so he stepped out and I, it was a creative way to kind of get her to realize that, ah, uh, she's putting her happiness in a house and that's just a thing, you know? So a little self self-realization there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. It was a little out of left field. I'm like, all of a sudden you're talking about this guy's toupee, but. Is this work, a <laughs> suitable work conversation? I'm not sure. Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, and then Matthew sits down with their landlord and has a conversation about pets and everything. So what do you guys think about his, his side of the realization? I like that as well. I mean, I I liked both of them like having their own like, little separate conversations. I think both of them those like parts were really well done and having them realize like what they what they needed to hear and and yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of it's kind of cool when you can put a little more um three-dimension character, you know, development on some C and D characters, you know, mm-hmm. like, like they have these these whole little lives <laughs> and these um insights and I liked that. I liked that they connected with these two characters, the boss and the landlady. And then they had him at their house warming at the end. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Sorry, mm-hmm. jump to the end there. I'm a jump to the end type of girl. <laughs> uh, you know what? Can, I want to say one thing, though, that I thought was really um, what I liked about this movie, too, is the 
I would have liked to see more on their dates and kind of reconnecting and all of that stuff a little bit more, like you said, Jess, but um, just the whole sacrificing what you want for the sake of your spouse. That was really well done, you know, cause we're not, you, you, you don't just get to live for yourself anymore when you're married, you know, like sometimes you do have to put some, some desires aside and they did that yet. They also turned around to try to, fulfill those two for each other, you know, him mm -hmm. with the house and her with giving up the dream. And I just want to be where you are. And I mean, that was just really precious to me that, um, that they did that kind of like the gift of the Magi. Do you guys know that? You guys know that story a little bit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Give up something you love for the sake of someone else. And um, yet they do that for you too. That was, it's just. Yeah. It was very mutual. Like it wasn't just one sided. They both kind of like came yeah. together on that. And that's why it worked. That's yeah. why it works. That's why it works. Yeah, because it's genuine love that way. Yes. So um, we then get towards the end of the movie. Matthew gets this job opportunity to become a, a teacher. He finds out, you know, what he thinks his passion really is, teaching technology to children. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and then he goes and he, he gets her a house. He gets the house for her. They buy Ralph's house. Um, mm -hmm. And they have this really sweet homecoming, or no, housewarming party <laughs> and um everyone's there all these different characters we've gone through so it was a really really sweet ending um do you guys have anything to say about the ending i mean i liked how they they wrapped it up i mm -hmm. i like tying the loose ends you yeah. know uh, I, I like that with the the teaching job and the um the home and the relationships and everything i just thought mm -hmm. that it was a satisfying ending for me because I like a happy ending. So mm -hmm. everyone got their happy ending. Yeah, I agree. Cute, and a really cute puppy. Um, yeah, Jackson got his puppy. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, okay, guys. So Jess, what would you rate this movie? How many balloons out of 10? I gave it seven out of 10. Okay, so what do you think? I did like it. I just, wanted, I just wanted more of the main couple and less of the B couple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, yeah. what about you, Carrie? Yeah, you know, I was going to give it a 7 out of 10 as well. It was it was a movie I really liked, and I think 7 out of 10 is a nice, solid rating for it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I gave it a 6 out of 10, so pretty close. Exactly. All right, how, so. How many, why 6 out of 10? Um, it was good. I liked it, but I wouldn't watch it again. I don't, ah, normally, go, I don't, okay. I don't normally go above a 6 if I don't want to watch it again. That's kind of Ooh, my good. thing, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so thank you guys so much for joining us today for our up september recap we're almost caught up on up tv or i think we are caught up Ooh, on everything that's i think we are <laughs> we're caught up finally um, finally we've been behind for a while anyways um thank you so much carrie for joining us i really like this i hope to have you back on in the future this was really fun um yeah so three really great movies we covered from up today. Um, so before we go, Jess, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at JessBSWBlog on Instagram and on Twitter. All right. What about you, Carrie? Where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Hallmark Comics. That's Hallmark underscore comics. 
Awesome. Um, and you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all over the internet at, at It's Amy Craig. Um, and then you can find the podcast anywhere. You can search for podcasts, type in Hallmarkies Podcast or Hallmarkies Pod. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes. Leave your ratings and reviews. We have merchandise available. Um, we have our patron. If you want to support us, we'd really, really appreciate that. Um, and thank you guys all so much for listening. We are starting the Christmas countdown here. This is one of the final episodes that will be airing that is not Christmas related. So <laughs> we hope you guys are all gearing up with us. Um, but thank you guys again so much for listening slash watching and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye everybody.